Hello, Timberwolves fans. It is time for Timberwolves Explosion. This is episode number five. Today is Thursday, October the 2nd, 2008. And we've got a great show for you once again today. But first of all, we're available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. And I do appreciate each and every one of you for listening and downloading to this podcast. Tell a friend if you enjoy this podcast. And don't forget to give me a positive rating on iTunes. As, of course, all you need is an iTunes account. And that is free, just like thesportstuff.com. Now, on thesportstuff.com, there is a button in the upper right-hand corner of the front page. It says... TSS Boards, that's right, TSS Boards, click on that, so you can sign up for our message boards on thesportstuff.com, where you can interact with me and other podcasters and other members of the site. It is 100% free and 100% fun, as it's, well, right now it's the best way to interact with me on this show, so uh, simply go to the podcast section when you get to TSS Boards, and you can comment or uh, vote or whatever on the polls as I do a poll pretty much every single show for Timberwolves Explosion and my other shows Purple Mafia and Brave the Wild but we'll get into that later Um, today here on episode 5 we are going to do the Southeast Division review or preview today as we're going to talk about five teams that I really you know this is a pretty cool division this is a very entertaining division with Orlando Washington Atlanta Charlotte and Miami I'm going to really enjoy reviewing these two teams or previewing them I keep saying that but uh, I apologize if my voice sounds a little bit funny as I'm not feeling my best but I'm a little better than I was earlier this week so it counts for something now with that we're going to take our quick break and we are going to get into that southeast division now Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com, along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, of course, episode number five. Just a reminder for you. And we are ready to rock and roll to get into the Southeast Division in the Eastern Conference. It'll be our final uh, division in the Eastern Conference to have reviewed. If you'd like to check out the old episodes, they're both available on thesportsstuff.com and iTunes, where I review the Atlantic and Central Divisions. Um, Of course, I... Review the teams in the order of which they finished last year, and then, of course, I make my predictions on how they will finish this year. Sound good? All right. Well, it's going to have to be good because I'm doing the show that way. (laughs) Now let's get ready to rock and roll. We are, of course, going to start with the Orlando Magic, who won the Southeast Division, as you might imagine. Now, so far, the players added this year, Anthony Johnson, Dwayne Jones. Dwayne Jones, who was a Timberwolves uh, uh, prospect at one time. Courtney Lee, Michael Petrius, nothing really exciting there. Anthony Johnson, a stable veteran. Dwayne Jones, Marcus liked him, but mm, nothing too exciting. Uh, Carlos Arroyo, Keon Dooling, Maurice Evans, Pat Garrity, James Augustine. Of course, Pat Garrity announcing his retirement 
retirement. Wow, that's kind of surprising. Keon Dooling was traded. Augustine waived Arroyo. Well, yeah, he's gone. And Maurice Evans, of course, went to the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks. So, uh, well, that's your club right now. Stan Van Gundy still the coach, of course, and he's done a very good job, very successful run in Orlando here in the early going as uh, this looks like a pretty darn good team coming into this season. There's no doubt about it. You have an MVP candidate in Dwight Howard, who last year was just unbelievable. His number's pretty sick last year. Um, you know, of course, his scoring improving each and every year. Uh, his, his, his rebounding, though, he pretty much came into the league as a rebounding machine, but last year he averaged 14.2 rebounds a game. That is just insane. Blocking 2.2 blocks a game. He has played 82 games every year, so he has not missed a game yet. That is just amazing, at least not in the last three. It has been one heck of a run for Dwight Howard. And, yes, in his four years in the league, he has played all 82 games each and every season. This guy is an Iron Man, and, boy, the kind of guy you'd love to have to be the head of your franchise. Of course, the first overall pick in 2004 over the very injury-prone Emeka Okafor, who we'll get into later when we get to the Charlotte Bobcats, who unfortunately could not have the number one pick that year. <laughs> but such is life. Now, Dwight Howard uh, eclipsing the 20 points a game mark for the first time last season. Uh, career averages, though, 16.5 points, 12.2 rebounds a game. That is a heck of a start to a career for this guy. And uh, I expect him to compete for the MVP, the league MVP award this year. I mean, there's just no doubt about it to me. Um, you have a couple of veterans, uh, Brian Cook, five years in the league. Uh, uh, Donald Foyle is a backup center, not going to probably get too much playing time because he never really did. I'd say he's more of a dispens uh, ugh, defensive specialist, if anything. Dwayne Jones, well, we'll see. I mean, he hasn't really had much run in the league yet. Of course, you know, it says he's been in the league three years. Yeah, he kind of has. He got to play a little bit last year with the Cleveland Cavaliers who, uh, yeah, acquired him. Well, Dwayne Jones, of course, was traded from the Wolves in that ugly deal to Boston, but then Cleveland wound up with him a year later, and he's sparing time, very sparing time in the league. Uh, Richard Lewis, of course, is the second best player on this team, though his contract is insane, absolutely insane. Um his numbers, of course, dropped from from Seattle, and that's disappointing. So, of course, with Seattle, he averaged 22.4 points and like uh, six and a half rebounds a game last year. His points dropped about four points, <laughs> four points a game, and he dropped about a full rebound plus a game. So uh, that's not so great. Though he stayed much healthier than he had the previous season, missing 22 games last year. He only missed one game. And I'm sure that is just to keep him healthy for the playoffs because they had won the division, oh, about nine years ago. Even though they didn't have a great record, their competition was not so hot last year. Washington Wizards were second place. That's not that not much to talk about. Um, Jameer Nelson, a guy, I just, I don't know. He's not really a true point guard. And, um, you know, for a, being a fantasy owner of him here and there, he's, he's a little frustrating. You know, he comes out... Out of the gate, he seems to be a fast starter, and then he finishes weak. Uh, great three-point shooter, though, 41% last year. Um, you know, he's kind of a third guard. The uh, That's really kind of, I think, what the Orlando Magic are lacking right now is a true point guard. Hey, do Turkolo emerged wonderfully last year, as he was kind of a okay player for a while, you know, with the uh, Sacramento Kings and with the Magic. 
But when you look at his career stats, you know, he, his career average points a game is only about 11, yeah, only about 12 points a game. Um, he was with the Sacramento Kings his first three years. You know, he only got over 10 points a game once there. So it's San Antonio for a year, 9.2 points. Eh, you know, nothing spectacular. Goes, goes to Orlando. His numbers increased to 14 points a game or so. But last year he averaged about 20 points a game. A borderline all-star, Hidu Turkolo, emerging big time. Always been a great three-point shooter, 40%, about 39 for his career, 40% even last year. Uh this guy can hit big shots. He's, he's, you know, he he reminds me of Peja Stojakovic. He's kind of like, well, he's, he's Orlando's version of him anyway. And, uh, yeah, he's a similar player. He's had a nice, nice run in Orlando. Their other sharpshooter is J.J. Raddick. But uh, so far in two years, nothing much to talk about. He, he makes his three-pointers, but not really getting much playing time. Only eight minutes a game last year. Uh, of course, a decrease from the previous year when he averaged about 14 and a half minutes a game. So, all right, he's going to have to earn his playing time, and that's just the way it goes. Uh, they have a lot of uh, – Atlanta Magic seem to have a lot of journeymen on their team. Anthony Johnson, Adonald Foyle, Keith Bogans, Tony Batie still sticking around. Mike Wilkes now is on the Magic. All righty. Um, Michael Petrius is an okay player. He's a swing man. He averaged – well – he was with Golden State. His numbers declined, though, of course, significantly last year from the previous year, 11.1 one year and then 7.2 the next year, just because, uh, the, well, the Magic are pretty filled up with guards there. And that's an understatement. But, uh, or the Magic, the, uh, the Warriors, I can't talk, sorry. Courtney Lee is another addition, as I mentioned. He's a rookie, of course. First-round pick, 22nd overall by the Orlando Magic. We'll see what happens. Western Kentucky was a solid player last year in college. Uh, you never know what that's going to translate into in the pros. You just never know. But right now, I um, overall, despite the fact the Orlando Magic do not have a true point guard, in my opinion, uh yeah, I mean, they really don't have a true point guard. Uh, Anthony Johnson kind of is, I guess because he kind of has to be a true point guard, because he can't really score. Uh, despite that, though, Orlando Magic are going to win the division again this year, in my opinion. Absolutely. So now we're going to quickly move on to the Washington Wizards. Yes, the Washington Wizards, who reacquired Juan Dixon. So, all right, he goes back to where he started. That's great, I guess. Um but they signed Agent Zero, who I think that's pretty much about what he does <laughs> sometimes for his team as a, you know, in, you know, on a leadership basis. I mean, when your head coach calls you out, I remember that about it. Oh, about a year and a half ago, your head, you know, Gilbert Arenas' head coach called him out saying, we well, you know, this team does not have a leader. And, uh, yeah, that's a pretty harsh statement from your head coach. Absolutely. Um, players were added, of course, D. Brown. Who is a rookie? Juan Dixon is also added, and uh, Javel McKee. They lost their only loss, Roger Mason. Alrighty then. So, watching Wizards coming in with a very similar roster at this point in time. And of course, Gilbert Arenas missing tons of time last year because of an injury, the uh, the knee surgery. Well, now he's out again. He's out again, folks. As of September 18th, well, left knee surgery out three months. So Gilbert Arenas, a major health issue again. 
Uh, last year he only played 13 games because of major injury. Uh, he went from 28.5 points a game to 19.4. Just quite a shame to see your uh, your superstar now having injury problems, especially after you sign him to an immense contract. I mean, just an absolute immense contract, which, I don't know, that kind of miffed me a little bit. Is he really worth $122 million? I don't know about that. I don't know. I I'm 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 having a hard time with that, especially like I said, your coach calling him out. All right. And of course, Hoops Hype didn't even update his contract. I don't understand what's going on with that. But all right, such is life. Antoine Jameson, who will uh, will have to be the leader right now. He's going to have to be the leader. Uh, of course, had an excellent year last year, averaging. 21 points, 10.2 rebounds a game. You know, nice, nice year for him. Karan Butler, of course, has been a nice success story on the uh, Washington Wizards. He started out really nicely with Miami, went to L.A. in that Shaq trade, struggled mightily in L.A. for some reason. I just don't know what happened, if it was Kobe Brown or, or what the deal was. But he comes to Washington, and he just, uh, he's been fabulous ever since. Um, this is a very talented basketball team. And I'm surprised that uh, they have not had a better run. In the, you know, I'm I'm very surprised they've not had a better run, despite the fact uh, Gilbert Arenas missing lots of playing, uh, missing lots of time with injury. Uh, this is a very good basketball team. Uh, they did still make the playoffs, which is really nice, but they've never really had that great regular season. They're always kind of a first round and out type of team. Of course, 43 and 39 last year, just barely over 500. I'm going to make a correction. I, for whatever reason, thought said D. Brown was a rookie. No, he was. He's he's not a rookie. He's a second round, or he's a, he was a second round pick a few years back by the Jazz, and uh, he's been out ever since. Uh, hasn't really done much in the league. He was a guy, you know, a lot of people thought could be an intriguing second round pick. Hasn't done much in the league yet, and. Uh, He's probably going to get some playing time with Washington, if healthy. Juan Dixon, of course, he's going to get a lot of playing time, especially with Gilbert Arenas being out again for a long time. Um, DeMar Johnson is now on the the Washington Wizards as well. Uh, you got Eton Thomas, Linton Johnson. I mean, there you know, there's another, again, there's a lot of role players on this team. Nothing exciting. Darius Sangaila who's been at the team for the last couple of years, yeah, he's okay. But uh, I don't know. This Washington Wizards team, I definitely can't see them winning the division because despite the fact they're top-heavy, they just don't seem to win games when they need to, especially against teams like Orlando and such. Uh, they'll come out firing some days and beat a giant, but then they'll lose to a mediocre team. You know, they, you know, you could just see them losing to the Timberwolves at least once next year. It could very well happen. Um so, I I don't know. I see this team. I'm going to say this team is going to finish third this year. Third. Yes, I think they're going to drop, especially with Gilbert Arenas being out. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't think the chemistry on this team is really anything special. Eddie George is an all right coach. He signed an extension recently. So, that's all right. Not that's not, you know that's not the worst decision ever. He's he's an okay coach. But overall, not really many moves made, so they're not going to really improve much, I obviously. So now we're going to have to quickly move on to a team I just love. I'm a big fan 
of the Atlanta Hawks, who finished third last year and took the Celtics deep, but historically they've never beaten the Boston Celtics in the postseason. No surprise there, despite the fact they had Dominique Wilkins on their team in the 1980s. Uh, you know, the Celtics kind of had Bird, McHale, and Parrish and others, so it was kind of hard for them to get past him. And, yeah, they couldn't do it either with uh, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and, of course, Paul Pierce, the MVP. Uh, they just, you know, there's just no way they could do it. But the Atlanta Hawks, well, they they made some moves this year. They lost some people and gained some people. Um, Josh Childress is gone to Europe. Josh Childress gone to Europe, which I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, Salim Stoudemire still unsigned. Mario West unsigned. They're probably not going to come back because there have been new players coming in here. Maurice Evans, you know, that's a nice move. It's not like, oh, goody, wow, this is so exciting, but that's not bad at all. Uh, you know, he's a nice, solid shooter. He's got some talent. He's a great athlete. Uh, Thomas Gardner added Othello Hunter, Randolph Morris, and then Flip Murray, Ronald Murray, who, are you ready for this, folks? Ronald Murray, Flip Murray, was born on the exact same day as me, July 29, 1979. So that's a little trivia for you. That's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, he'll serve as a backup for... Mike Bibby, starting point guard for the Atlanta Hawks. That was a nice move for this team, and, and it got them in the playoffs. I'm surprised the Hawks did not have a better record last year when Mike Bibby got there. Now, of course, Bibby averaged eight assists a game last year with the Hawks after being traded there. Um, his numbers were significantly down when he was with the Sacramento Kings last year, the Sacramento Kings, who we'll get into in a review pretty soon or preview soon. Um Overall, though, yeah, the Hawks were 36 and 46, still snuck into the playoffs last year. It was a wonderful season. No, 37 and 45. I don't know what I'm talking about. Mike Woodson's still the coach. He's been the coach for quite a while there. There was constant scrutiny about his job there. Uh, thankfully, Josh Smith is back with the Atlanta Hawks and with a, you know, a fairly reasonable deal considering how talented he is, that being Josh Smith, um, as, uh, Josh Smith signed oh for about ten million a year. Goes, it's a five-year deal. Ten million, ten point eight, eleven point six, twelve point four, thirteen point two. I mean that's not bad for a guy as talented as Josh Smith. Speedy Claxton's still there for the next couple of years. The injury-prone, not so good. Speedy Claxton. I mean that 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 was a pretty much a failed signing, and he's signed for five point seven and five point two. So that's a depreciating contract at least. So he'll be out of there. After two years, Mike Bibby comes off the books this year. The Hawks are going to have to make a decision on that. Uh, AC Law still very, very raw. As uh, so you could pretty much call him AC Raw, as he didn't really uh, impress too many people last year. I thought he was going to have a much more successful rookie season. Uh, he he wasn't terrible or anything, but he wasn't exactly a great player. He just wasn't. Only averaging uh, 4.2 points, two assists a game in uh, fairly limited playing time. Uh, obviously, well, I mean, you know, they didn't have Mike Bibby to start out the year, but, I mean, yeah, they started out with uh, Anthony Johnson as a starting point guard for some reason. Speedy Claxton, as I said, just he's, he's not been able to stay healthy. Well, he missed the whole year last year, so we'll see what's going to happen. There's talk about, oh, he's ready to prove himself to the, the Hawks. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> he had a horrible season two years ago, 32% field goal percentage, five points, four assists a game. So, 
mm, hard to say what this guy's going to bring at this point. He was a very valuable player in the past, though, with the Hornets and the uh, San Antonio Spurs. So, And, of course, the Golden State Warriors. We're just going to have to see what happens there. But AC Law only getting in 56 games, uh, 15 minutes a game. Nothing spectacular, as I said. Pretty much you have to look at how he did when he started. He started a few games last year, but, uh, yeah, his numbers did not improve at all. He started six games, and his, his numbers actually went uh, – his assists went up a little bit, 3.8 assists, so that's encouraging. At least he's a good quarterback for this team, and that's what the Hawks need. But, yeah, he can't score four points a game, five points a game. So still very a raw individual. And uh, they're going to have to make a decision, as I said, Mike Bibby, or is it going to hand the Raves over to AC Law? We're going to have to see what happens. Uh, Marvin Williams, of course, almost uh, almost killed Ray John Rondo last year when he took him out in a hard fall in the postseason. Um, definitely not a reflection on what kind of person Marvin Williams is. I have no idea why he did it. I really don't. Uh, he started out the season much stronger than he finished it, Marvin Williams. He finished with about about 15 points and six rebounds a game. Numbers that don't really stand out all too spectacularly, but guy still an ultra-talented individual. Um, some people not sure if he's really, a, you know, the guy you really want to build, you know, really want to commit to long-term with a lot of, you know, a large contract or anything. Josh Smith, of course, is. I mean, you got to love what Josh Smith has brought to this team. Um Marcus Hubbard, Othello Hunter, and Frank Robinson are rookies coming in. So uh, there's just not much to say about that because none of them were even drafted. The Hawks had no draft picks last year. They were all they're all free agent rookies. We'll see what happens. I can't say I know all too much about them, so I'm not going to pretend to. So it's going to be uh, you know. This is an exciting team that I really like, to be honest with you. Zaza Pachulia is slow and uh, not the most exciting guy, but he'll, you know, he'll give you solid numbers. Though his numbers have declined significantly last year, he went from a 12.7 rebound a game guy to five points, four rebounds a game. Serious decline, uh, decline in productivity and minutes because Al Horford, who was very close to Rookie of the Year last year, behind. Uh, Kevin Durant, Al Horford provided a really nice, you know, this guy is a nice asset, and what a, what a, what a, you know, that was a nice draft pick. Some people questioned if that was really the right guy to take with the third overall pick because they figured, oh, about four guys were about equal talent from about the third pick to seventh, so, you, you know, you, you just got to hope you pick the right guy. The Hawks did pick the right guy, and Al Horford, uh, who, of course, was with Florida with Corey Brewer. Al Horford's definitely a better player than Corey Brewer coming in. The Bulls could have really used this guy. Nice plug-in at center. Of course, he's a more of a forward center than a center, but this is a new era. This is not the Shaquille O'Neal, David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, um, you know, Hakeem Olajuwon era. This is a completely different era where you got the, you know, the Kevin Garnett's, the Al Jefferson's, the... Dirk Nowitzki's, Duncan's, and all that, who are not really centers playing center at times. So that's how it stands. Uh, Al Horford is a pretty much a 10-10 guy last year. What a nice play! What a nice player he was. Uh, you know, field goal percentage about 50. You know, he gets that done. Free throw percentage okay, 73. So 
The only thing I can say about Horford maybe is he could get a couple more blocks a game. He only averaged about one, a little less than one block a game, but he played all. But he played 81 games last year. This guy is healthy. He's a horse, and uh, he's made the Hawks a much better team. And that's why they made the playoffs last year, in my opinion, because they were lacking a tough guy, a tough, a true tough power forward. Um, that's pretty much it with this Atlanta Hawks team. As uh, yeah, I see them finishing second place in this division behind Orlando. Uh, I hope that's not being overly optimistic. I don't think so. I think this team is on the move. And before I move on, though, i got to talk about Joe Johnson, who is the best player still, despite the fact a lot of people might think Josh Smith is. Uh, right now, It's still I still got to go with Joe Johnson. He is an offensive force. He's had a lot of success in Atlanta. Played all 82 games last year. He's been played, He's played over 40 minutes a game since being a Hawk. 21.7, 21 points a game last year. Still got about six assists and about five rebounds, four and a half rebounds. This guy does it all. Uh, 38% three-pointer, you know, just wonderful. His field goal percentage took a little dip to 43. Uh, Probably took more wild shots because he figured he didn't have to really be as perfect because he had all these other guys around him now. But that's pretty much how things will stand there. Uh, This is a nice basketball team. And I think it's going to be a team on the rise in the Eastern Conference. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. Now, a team that myself and others saw emerging last season and did not were the Charlotte Bobcats. And I don't know what happened over there. uh, I really don't know what happened over there. And now they're going to add Larry Brown. Larry Brown is now going to be the coach of the Charlotte Bobcats. Uh, they made a really nice draft pick, though, in D.J. Augustine. The fact that they wound up with D.J. Augustine with the ninth pick, uh, a lot of people thought that Kevin Love was going to slide all the way to the Charlotte Bobcats. That just wasn't meant to be, not with all the talk between the Wolves and the Grizz, Lees, and all that good stuff. Um, Emeka Okafor, well, he's still the best player on this team, but I don't know. He's he's had so many injury problems, though. Finally, last year, finally, he played all 82 games. So you're going to see what he could finally do. But his production was pretty much identical to previous years. And his blocks declined significantly. He lost about a block a game, uh, 13.8 points, 10.7 rebounds. And I understand you have uh, Jason Richardson now, who's a scoring machine on this team. He played all 82 games as well, which is great averaging about 22 points a game. But uh, I don't know. For some odd reason, it just didn't work. And uh, I I don't know what happened in Charlotte last year. It just didn't work at all. Adam Morrison was a rookie that, you know, kind of a questionable pick, third overall. He's, you know, he was hurt all last season. Uh, He had a, you know, okay start to his career two years ago, but, now we're just going to have to see if he can come back healthy and ready to go for this team next year. And uh, he's a big question mark coming in. Michael Jordan, uh, definitely the guy they believe was that yeah, was pretty much his first move with the Charlotte Bobcats. And uh, not many people like that move. They thought there was a lot uh, better decision he could have made there. Matt Carroll, a wonderful three-point shooter for this team. Uh, nine points a game, though his numbers declined about three points. But his three-point percentage, 43, almost 44, just a great season. 
An undrafted player, too, by the way. Nice find by the Charlotte Bobcats. Gerald Wallace, one of the best overall players in the league, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't, I just, I miffed that this team could not be more competitive last year. I, I got to think they're going to be more competitive this year. But until they prove it, I, I'm going to have to say they're going to be a fourth-place team. They're going to be a fourth-place team coming into this season. Uh, and uh, now they're going to have Raymond Felton and DJ Augustine pretty much compete at the point guard position. You know, I really like the DJ Augustine move. The only problem is you have Raymond Felton, who was constantly behind uh, Brevin Knight or competing with playing time for Brevin Knight until he eventually took over. Yeah, he's a nice player with obviously seven and a half assists a game, 14 and a half points, and he's always healthy. He was a fifth overall pick in 2005. Uh, this guy's got it. This guy's got a lot of talent. Um, now you have a coach in Larry Brown, though. So this, this team needs to step it up going into this season. There's no doubt about it. But until they do, I'm going to list them at fourth. I have no choice on the matter right now. They won only 32 games last year with that team. I miffed, absolutely. Super quick, though, before I get into the final team, the Miami Heat, uh, the players lost were Derek Anderson, Earl Boykins, and Othello Harrington. Uh, Derek Anderson and Othello Harrington, role players at this stage in their career. Uh, Derek Anderson used to be a valuable guy, but not anymore. It's just the injuries took over his career. Othello Harrington just is, ugh, you know, one of the one of the crappiest players in the league. Earl Boykins, just such a valuable little midget guy. You know, this guy is a spark plug to any team, but he's going to Europe. All righty then. I don't understand why so many players keep going to Europe. It's all about the money, and uh, that that sucks. It really does. It really does. So now we're going to get into the final team, and this is a team I think is going to improve this year. But like I said, until they they prove it, well, you know what? I'm going to change my prediction. As uh, I'm going to say, the Miami Heat are fourth this year, not fifth. I I can't say that because there's too much talent on this team. But like I said, they got to prove it before anything else. Because even with this talent, this new improved lineup. After the Shaq trade, they still lost games like crazy. They only won 15 games last year. I just don't understand what's going on with that. Though now we're going to see what Michael Beasley can do. Michael Beasley will join Dwayne Wade. D-Wayne Wade, you're in my fave five, as Charles Barkley would say. Um, He's going to join D-Wayne Wade and Sean Marion. Of course, the uh, Miami Heat are going to have to make a decision on Sean Marion, as he is, his contract is expiring at the end of the season, $17 million expiring. There's no way in hell he's going to get that again. There's just no chance. Uh, Mark Blunt, he's still on the books for two more years at about $7.5 million. Haslam, yeah, Haslam is a guy who's been a wonderful, been a wonderful role player for the Heat for the last couple of years here, last several years, really. A nice part of that championship run a few years ago. But we'll get into, yeah, I mean, he's a guy who, you know, he's he's a lot better than he looks because being that undrafted free agent years ago with his Miami Heat team. What a find he was, and he continues to be a valuable player, but missing lots of time last year again. 
as that was the major issue with the Heat last season overall, was injury after injury after injury, even even after Dwayne Wade was back healthy again. It just wasn't the same. And uh, a lot of people hoping that things work out. Alonzo Mourning. Finally, well, it looks like he's going to retire. Uh, Ricky Davis is gone. That's good. I mean, he couldn't have been helpful. Jason Williams did retire, so that's good. <laughs> no, no, not necessarily good. I mean, I'm shocked that Jason Williams retired. I don't understand what he was thinking there. Uh, Mario Chalmers, the player the Wolves blew it on, I think, in losing or trading away or making some deal with the uh, Miami Heat. They should have just drafted and kept Mario Chalmers. He's going to be a nice player for this team if he can uh, stay out of prison. <laughs> if he can stop. I mean, I that was totally unexpected there, that little issue we got into. James Jones is a solid role player. Jamal Maglior added to this team, I guess, to replace Alonzo Mourning. Uh, he, he has been a disappointment over the years. Um <laughs> this is just this is going to be an interesting team. This really is going to be an interesting team with the Miami Heat. They could they could I mean they could shock the world and win the division. As uh, I'm not going to guarantee any fourth place here. I'm just going to have to leave it as is. This is a very nice division, despite the fact you know last year everybody's record was just horrible. I mean anything could happen this season. I mean the Miami Heat could go out and win 55 games this year, and they could win 25. It's just all depends on. Chemistry and health, as they have some solid players on this team. They have some solid vets. Um, they have some, you know, some nice young talent. Obviously, Michael Beasley is just, you know, incredible. He's a beast, Michael Beastly. You know, Beasley and Chalmers to come out of the draft with those guys, that's pretty good stuff. That's that that's exciting. It really is. So, I mean, you even have, you know, Marcus Banks, who's an okay backup point guard. Okay. Obviously, him and Chalmers, I believe, are going to compete for that job in training camp, as expected. But, yeah, this Miami Heat team, I, I can't tell you. I, I mean, <laughs> this team is almost impossible to predict going in. It really is. We're just going to have to see what happens. So with that, I'm going to conclude the Southeast Division preview. So I'm going to go with... Orlando winning the division again. The Atlanta Hawks moving up to second place. And then the Washington Wizards finishing third. The Miami Heat fourth. And the Charlotte Bobcats fifth. And, of course, the last four teams or three teams mentioned there, any of them could, could surprise everybody and win the division. They really could. This is a very interesting deal going in, and they could all suck. So tough division to to preview tough division it really is i've had a hard time previewing this division despite the fact i've enjoyed previewing it because there's a lot of entertaining entertaining teams and entertaining talented players in this division so we're going to leave it at that and we're going to come back with some wolves news and conclude the show with the poll Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com, along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. 
and we are back on Timberwolves Explosion. Now, of course, the show you just heard about was Brave the Wild, my Minnesota Wild Hockey podcast that's also on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. Uh, yeah, I should have a show on that in the next day or so. Brave the Wild training camp's going on, just like your Wolves, which I'm going to get into really soon here. Um yeah, do check that out. Now, the other show I didn't even mention earlier, the previous commercial before, Purple Mafia, Minnesota Vikings podcast that I do here as well. Uh, strong, strong show, high ratings. Do check it out. I do hope you enjoy, even though the team is not a high-rated team right now. That's for dang sure. Now, with that, we're going to get into some Wolves talk here, finally. I thank you for bearing with me through the... <laughs> Division preview? No, I'm sure. I hope you enjoyed that. It's just that it's non-Timberwolves related for the most part. Now, the Timberwolves signed Kevin Ollie. Remember how they were pursuing Sean Livingston, the uh, injured, badly injured Sean Livingston, who tore multiple tendons in his knee back in February 2007? Well, the Timberwolves have acquired Kevin Ollie, 11-year veteran, because they believe that Sean Livingston is, of course, going to sign with the Miami Heat. So pretty much the Heat are have to do some salary cap bookkeeping, you know, a little bit of cleaning up stuff first, and Sean Livingston will be a member of that team. Why? I don't know. As I just talked about Mario Chalmers and Marcus Banks, I don't know why they need Sean Livingston to be their fourth point guard. And I don't know why Sean Livingston would go there, because I don't know what's going to happen. Um... All right, maybe he knows more about uh, Mario Chalmers or something. I don't know. I'm confused by that. Uh, the Wolves, of course, want a third point guard this year. They don't want to mess around with the problems they had last year. Marco Yarish, not a true point guard, never should have been a point guard ever. He's, he's a small forward shooting guard kind of guy. Uh, yeah, the Wolves want a third point guard who's kind of a sort of combo guard. Kevin Ollie is more of a true point guard, but they also have Blake Adhern here in uh, training camp, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and Kevin Ollie and Blake Adhern will compete for that third point guard spot. And of all teams last year, well, Blake Adhern played for the Miami Heat last year. He was, of course, an undrafted player from St. Louis, Missouri, well, Missouri State, sorry. And, uh, yeah. His numbers not so bad. Not I mean not great though. I mean no, they really aren't great. The only thing that's really okay is he he averaged about six points a game, one point six assists, one point six rebounds. Uh yeah, the overall thing that he's great at though is he makes his free throws as good as anybody. I mean he is a Mark Price. You know. His free throw percentage was in the nineties in his college career and of course ninety six percent last year, just amazing. But what the heck is this? His field goal percentage he only made twenty six percent? Yeah, I know he only played 12 games, but 26%? Come on. You got some time to play. Three-point percentage about 29 and a half. So, all right. He's going to go against Kevin Ollie, as I mentioned, whose number is not that much more exciting. He just averages a little more assists a game. Two and a half assists, 3.8 points. Two years ago, that was when he was okay and started a couple games. Uh, last year, hmm. About one point, about two points, one assist in 40 games, seven and a half minutes played. So, not really expecting too much out of him. I mean, you really can't. Uh, uh, you know, right now, of course, Jason Collins, as I mentioned, still out for a while because of that elbow injury when he 
his golf cart fell or whatever. He tripped his golf cart. I don't know what the heck was going on with that. Um, Calvin Booth is nursing a sore back, though I don't expect him to get much playing time anyway, seeing the chiropractor and stuff. Uh, Corey Brewer, there's talk he has added eight pounds of muscle and, you know, eating milkshakes, whatever, protein type of stuff <laughs> to try to add some weight. You know, as he was just so skinny, he had no power at all. I mean, this guy got overmatched physically on a nightly basis, despite the fact his defense was valuable. He has been in the gym all summer, which is great to hear. Um, that's pretty much what the Star Tribune is reporting here, of course, that, uh, yeah, he's pretty much for becoming a gym rat by just been working on his shot all year. we got to hope and pray that it's productive. As Mike Miller, of course, they're talking about this guy. You have to drag him out of the gym, and that's why he's such a ridiculous shooter. The Wolves are so lucky to have him. Al Jefferson, very close to recovering from that minor knee injury, and Blake Adhern was the guy that, the you know, when the, they say he collided with a teammate, it was Blake Adhern. Adhern fell into Jefferson's knee, though it was a very minor injury, thank God, and uh, Al Jefferson could be playing full contact basketball again by the by late this week. So that is good news, very good news indeed. Uh, Craig Smith is sporting a new do. That's great. <laughs> it's some Mohawk thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's some new generation thing that people are starting to like. Uh, other than that, though, thankfully, the, you know, the, the injuries are not, there aren't major injuries on this team right now. That is some good news, other than Jason Collins. Rodney Carney has had that ankle issue for a while, but it looks like he is finally ready to play again. Very good news there on that front. Um, Kevin Love, though, they're saying he's put on some weight again, so and it's not necessarily good weight. So he's got to make sure he uh, keeps to that diet that they're talking about and that he also needs to uh, make sure to stay healthy, as he's talking about in the paper that, yeah, he's going <laughs> to... That the, you know, obviously the training camps and, and the game is not even close to his, uh, you know, in, in college is not anywhere close to what it is in the NBA. So Kevin Love, let's just hope and pray that health isn't an issue with this guy coming in. As as I said before, I could see him becoming a Tom Gugliotta type player with the, the scoring, the rebounding, and the passing ability that he brings to the table from the power forward slash center position. This guy is going to be a very valuable individual. Uh, he injured Mark Madsen a few weeks back when he dunked on Mark Madsen. Mark Madsen injuring his head, or a guy, I mean, yeah, he, Mark Madsen was injured on the play requiring 12 stitches. That is just insane. So, uh, obviously, Kevin Love, a very powerful guy. So, that's pretty much where the Wolves stand at this point in time. This is a uh, very exciting time of year for me, and I hope it is for the rest of you as well. Uh, not many roster spots open, as you might imagine, other than that third point guard position. Um, maybe possibly the center. Rafael Arreo is the other guy from Brun Brigham Young. That's pretty much the only other guy invited other than Blake Adhern um, and Kevin Ollie. So one of these guys is going to make the team. As uh, You know, that's just the way it's going to have to be. Calvin Booth, maybe he'll be the odd man out. He's probably, that's probably much where this... Uh, Rafael Arroyo is competing with. He was a first-round pick, eighth overall by the Toronto Raptors in 2004, but has bombed. Has bombed since, averaging only 2.8 points, 2.8 rebounds a game in his career. Been a major disappointment. He's going to be wearing 
Marco Yaric is number 55 if he's ready to rock and roll. Of course, he is from Brazil. So we'll see what happens with this team. There is a, a good vibe, I think, with this team, the Wolves. A lot of people think any of this team could win anywhere from 30 to 45 games this year. 45 is probably way too high. Um, 30 might be too low, though. We'll see. Rodney Carney, I hope he can. I hope he's healthy because I'm intrigued by this guy. I want to see what he can do. A lot of people say he's going to be in the rotation. He's not going to be at the end of the bench. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. But uh, that's pretty much your show as of right now, other than the polls. So we'll get to that very quickly. So this is the question from the last show. It was, who wins the Central Division in the Eastern Conference? Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago, Indiana, or Milwaukee? I picked Cleveland, and uh, 33% picked Cleveland, 66 percent pick Detroit, so no one else picking Chicago, Indiana, or Milwaukee. Uh, so, guys, you listeners believe that Detroit is going to win the division, and I don't blame you. I was kind of going out on a limb with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I only have one responder, unfortunately, but that's okay. Hey, and I appreciate it. Q Dizzle, who is a um, moderator of the Portland Trailblazers gambling uh, boards here on the sportsstuff.com. Again, I want you out there to Please sign up and join the message board so you can be a part of this show. You're on these message boards, and uh, before, because we're going to eventually get a call in line, we don't have it quite yet. But anyhow, on to Q Dizzle's comment, I think the Pistons have one or two good seasons left before they pass the crown off to the Leb, I mean, Cavaliers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, he says, insert, insert snarky comment courtesy of Rusty about how LeBron won't be in Cleveland in two years here. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see. May wind up with the Knicks. May end up going to Italy or something. We'll see what happens. We're going to see what happens. Maybe he'll go to the New Jersey Nets, the Rusty's club, or, or PMAX club, the New York Knicks. Uh, anything can happen. I think LeBron's going to stay in Cleveland personally, if you want my opinion. Uh, yeah, I, I he's not going to leave. I mean, Ohio's his home state. Cleveland's kind of his hometown. He's from Akron, Ohio, which is right there. So I don't think he'd want to do that. I mean, what would be the point? He's established. He's a superstar there. Now, quick, we're going to conclude the show here with the newest poll. And it's going to be very similar to last week's poll. Who wins the Southeast Division? Orlando, Washington, Atlanta, Charlotte, or Miami? No, Miami. I'm going to go with Orlando. And now I'm just asking you to go ahead and post and comment as you can interact with me on air here that way by commenting on the message boards, podcast section, Timberwolves Explosion. Hope to hear from you soon. Hopefully we'll have some good news for you next show. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care.